this is even more about nothing. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am your humble, gracious, and today, slightly not okay host. I go by the name of Old Man Mookie. I am joined by my cast brother, uh, Matt. What's going on, brother? Hey, guys. It's your boy, Matt. Follow me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. Number one fan account for Pablo Sanchez and currently unfiltered. Yeah, unfiltered, raw, and uh, ready to rumble is how we're both feeling. Um, but before we get into the shenanigans, because I think uh, uh, this, this is a that, that's a staple of the white noise and uh, even more about nothing podcast that we've kind of left behind that we're going to have to bring back. Before we get into the shenanigans, I think it's important, um, almost mandatory for us to observe a moment of silence and then talk briefly about the current state of affairs. So, um, listeners, we appreciate it if you join us both in a moment of silence. All right, let's get into this nonsense. So, first of all, uh, if unless you've been hiding underneath a rock or have ignored social media entirely, which I know people who I genuinely love and care about, who, out of just pure coincidence and space magic have been off of social media um, right when things exploded. Um, You're aware of the situation that happened up in Minneapolis that has literally snowballed into a national, international and pretty much a global expression and outcry of Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, Earlier this week, we uh, tragically witnessed the execution of um, George Floyd up in Minneapolis. and I'm not going to mention the officer's name because I don't want to give him any more clout than he's already gotten. Um, but that was truly one of the most traumatizing things I've ever seen in my entire life. And let me just tell you, I've seen some truly traumatic things. Matt, you know, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. it. On, we're going we're gonna to start a therapy podcast and I'll talk about it on my therapy <laughs> podcast. Um, but that's a different story for a different day. But long story short, that event after two days of no arrests led to protests and more protests and more protests. And then it led to the protest being hijacked by um, antagonist forces on both the left and the right, which led to anonymous popping back up like, hey, listen, you thought it was, <laughs> you thought it was sweet out here? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, my boy. <laughs> my guy, where you been at? <laughs> you thought it was sweet out here? You literally popped up like Omar from The Wire with a shotgun and just started spraying. So whoever Anonymous is or was, they came out. They just, just literally, in a matter of hours, leaked a bunch of files from a bunch of places that I don't know where they even found. Disabled the Minneapolis Police Department website. They were messing with the Chicago Police uh radio scanners and i think they were playing uh we will survive (laughs) but uh that all of these things keep taking away from the the heart of the issue which is the issue of police brutality and its excessively negative effects on the african-american community um less than two weeks ago we were crying and screaming about the murder of mart arbery and here we are again Mm -hmm crying and screaming hurting in pain over the execution of Gregor Ford so 
with that being said, a lot of people are hurt. A lot of people are asking, what do I do? What can I do? How can I do? Talk with a friend. Buy a friend coffee. Have that hard conversation with that family member you've been meaning to have. If you don't know how to have that conversation, ask a friend. Just I think, yeah, yeah. And I, and I agree. And obviously, um, there's something about this time in particular. Maybe it's the fact that people are literally just left to their own devices and their thoughts. Um, that they had to confront that this is this is an actual issue. Um, so, like, thankful for people that have been reaching out, just like to their friends, to us, seeing if we're okay, um, or even like, hey, let let let's have these conversations because I'm not even sure that I know I'm doing everything I can um, to help be the change I want to see. So, uh, do that. This isn't up for debate. This is we're just letting you know this is how things are, and you really just gotta. Um, you really just gotta stand with the oppressed at some point because you can be go against the grain you can be the minority but at some point people will just see you and say I don't think you really are as kind hearted as you say you are maybe you just don't care about people uh, yeah so yeah it's like, we're not like, here to pull punches exactly history repeats itself Constantly, like history is cyclical, and you don't have to like you don't have to look that far back to see which side of history is constantly right. There's always a right side of history and there's a wrong side of history. There are people who were screaming and shouting against Martin Luther King, and now history is proving he was right. There are people who were mm-hmm. screaming and shouting against um desegregation and now history is speaking for itself there were people who were screaming and shouting against freeing slaves and and, and literally across across every across every single planet on the face of this earth every country in the face of this earth in every era like the feudal era in japan the the renaissance era i mean slavery is not a new issue there are people who fought to keep it and there are people who fought against it the people who stood with the oppressed have constantly been on the right side of history. And that's just that's just the reality of it. You stand with those who are oppressed and you stand for truth and justice or you stand for nothing at all. That's just like mm-hmm. that's just the truth. Yeah. Um, even even and I'll just mention this. We'll we'll mic drop and then we'll, we'll move on to our uh, regularly scheduled shenanigans. Even a couple of years ago, uh, people were crying, complaining, and burning fabrics because of Colin Kaepernick. Right now, years later, where air quotes, where's the peaceful protest? Why can't you guys protest peacefully? Right, um, we did. You guys thought it was disrespectful, and we're literally so outraged by it that you had to burn stuff you had already purchased in mass and just whined about it the entire time didn't the philadelphia eagles literally almost burn down philly because philly won a super bowl like let's yep. not even talk about the difference between you know um the treatment of different kinds of protesters and again mm-hmm. i'm not pulling any punches here but a bunch of armed armed i mean heavily armed people stormed the state office in I believe it was Michigan to the point where people had to like organize armed protection for her the police department does nothing but sits there and you know 
quietly lets them mm-hmm. scream in their face. Now, in this situation, 13-year-olds are getting shot with rubber bullets. A six-year-old got maced in the face. Tear uh, gas is being unleashed on citizens? Tear gas is being unleashed on citizens. Uh, there's been multiple videos of almost every, in Atlanta, police officers attacking people on the road, dragging, breaking their car windows, dragging them out of their, like, didn't even, like, bother opening the, cl- the car door, dragging them out of the car window, slamming them on the ground, punching and kicking them. In the midst of... <laughs> In the midst of protest, that at the root of the protest is the issue of police brutality. Police in this country continue to show a brutish and brutal actions towards um, the, the minorities. Because, let's be honest, the majority, which is the white majority in this country, do not fi- face the kind of backlash that, 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 that the minority especially African-Americans and, and Hispanics, black and browns, um, things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just not the same. And, and if and I, I want to say this, I'm speaking for myself. Matthew can speak for himself. Denying that is not only selfish and ignorant, it's intellectually dishonest because it's, at this point, it's no longer a theory or a discussion or a maybe. This is fact. It happens and it's real. So whatever denial you think you, whatever proof of denial you think you have is not real. It's just you are denying the antecedent and confirming the consequent. So do some research and then do whatever emotional work you need to do to check yourself, which is hard work. Trust me, I've had to do it. Um, everybody has to do it at some point. But the better, the sooner you do it, the better off you are. So I'll let you speak for yourself for a second, Matt. Yeah, and honestly, for for everyone that is and almost antagonistic with the all lives matter or blue lives matter, why are you so defensive about that? Like, what causes you to be so defensive? And I, again, if that is your first takeaway and you don't see something wrong with that, like say don't let a few bad apples ruin the whole bunch. Why do you generalize every other demographic except officers? Thank you. And, 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 and it's been proven again with multiple experiments over and over and over again. Look at the Stanford prison experiment. It's not just a few bad apples. Do you know how long a few bad apples take to ruin the bunch? Literally, literally years. But if you have a bad barrel... It doesn't matter how many good apples are in there. They will all eventually go bad, which is the case with the police system in this country. We have a bad barrel. The structure to which policing exists is a bad barrel. It is poisonous and it is toxic. There are what I'm seeing, honestly, are is a bad barrel with a few good apples and those few good apples get stamped out and silenced and 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 marginalized by the all by all the bad apples and it's 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 human nature it's psychology if you are in a situation you want to be within the in crowd so if you're a new police officer and you get to a new precinct and you're young and you're impressionable and you want to do good in the community but everyone else around you has succumbed to this mentality of doing things a certain way you will eventually fall in line 
true. It's just how human psychology works. Now, we have seen bright specks here and there of people who are speaking up and speaking out against it. I am so happy and so glad to see that. But they are the minority, not the majority. Period. And that's, that's, just, that's, that's the reality mm-hmm. of the situation. Yeah. But, and obviously, like, both ways, like, the media doesn't help with that. But we that's a different topic for a different day. For sure. Uh, we're, only, we're only here to say Black Lives Matter. Uh Join the movement or be on the wrong side of history. Facts. And then, uh, you know, often during the darkest times, uh, people need a hero. And Zack Snyder is not letting us down. Zack Snyder, OG, is coming through with the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Finally, after years of people shouting and crying and clamoring, the Dark Knight, Wonder Boy himself, and the rest of the crew, because honestly, the Dark Knight and Wonder Boy are the only two we don't care about. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Dark Knight is Batman and Wonder Boy is Superman. If you don't know that, I would kindly invite see, you to go watch Justice it, League Unlimited. See, but the thing that confused me is like, isn't Wonder Boy an actual superhero in DC Comics? Wonder Boy is an actual superhero, in Wonder, super, but like, what yeah, is yeah. what does Wonder Woman call Superman? I, I, okay, but for those that are like deep in the cut second, that could be can, can, kind of yeah, confusing. Okay. okay, there's Wonder Boy and then the Wonder Boy. All right, oh, yeah, that, that's passable. Yeah, <laughs> let me have this, Matthew. Let me have this. <laughs> um, I, so many questions. Yes, people have been campaigning for the Snyder cut. Um, all of the fans of Justice League that want to see DC okay. live action movies succeed yep. are like, oh, I'm sure the Snyder Cut's a lot better. It's more congruent because they, they had a director change and obviously different visions. And then um, who who took over after um, Zack Snyder? Uh, um, I am not sure. But obviously, like, he ended up doing, scrapping, like, what, 75% of what Zack Snyder had done? I believe so, yes. And so obviously that's going to cause some um, discontinuity uh, uh, throughout the storyline. But I... Kudos for people getting it. It's going to be on HBO 2021. Um, what if it's still bad? Everyone that's keeps, my question. Everyone keeps saying that, and I'm like, at this point, I don't see how it could... I'm one of the few people that actually liked um, Justice League. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm one of the few people who think Batman versus Superman is one of the better movies um, in the Batman filmography. Um, but that's just because of the way I I think about the characters and think about almost everything else in this the franchise. I don't see I don't see how it could get much worse. Like. If you're getting well, like, and, and just, so, so here's the thing: I'm not saying that it's going to be worse than Justice League. I'm just that it's still just going to be playing like it's not going to be good enough to justify all this moaning and groaning to get this movie released. Bro, nothing will be nothing will ever be good enough to justify the moaning and groaning. It is like what's happened is like let's be honest: it's been it's egregious. It's it is. I, it, okay, nothing is as bad as, as Star Wars fans, the way they abuse their superstars. And let me just say, John Boyega is not playing with y'all. <laughs> Bro, he, he, said, he said that not, last day, 
I'm out. I'm speaking my mind. And obviously, like him speaking up about the whole Black Lives Matter movement has been the my second favorite. best thing. John my f- Boyega. My favorite like, John Boyega yeah. moment has been his like his Twitter reactions to not only the Black Lives Matter issue, but like Star Wars fans in general. Like they try to come for his neck and he is like, OK, I'm not Finn. I'm not going to play with you. <laughs> right. They're just like, oh, we have kids on here. He's just like, well, I'm not here for the kids. <laughs> and then someone put that Jordan meme under it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lo- oh, love to see it. John Boyega is like, like top three cousins that I'm going to invite to the cookout just because I can say he's marginally related to my family. Sam, John Boyega might be my actual cousin, so we're having a cookout at his house. <laughs> uh. But yeah, like with all the moaning and groaning, someone posed this question. Like as soon as it was confirmed, um, is should should we be concerned about this kind of behavior? Should is does this create a problem within Hollywood or within the uh, within the movie industry or entertainment industry that people cry enough, they make loud enough noises, they create petitions enough, and they get what they want? Like we see this, like obviously with the Snyder cut coming out in 2021, a lot of uh, the stars like Jason Momoa um, backing it, wanting to see the Snyder cut. Um, obviously, infamously, Sonic did that. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars fans always do this. They never know what they want, but they do it anyways. Um, is is this going to be the trend? If so, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to support this in the slightest. I think like. There's there's something to be said for artistic, like artistic vision, artistic uh, expression, and we absolutely need to let these directors and these 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 creators have their day in the sun. That being said, if you're coming out to have your day in the sun, make sure you're ready for it, because what happened with with the Sonic situation? Let's speak with the Sonic situation for a second. Was I still think that was an entire marketing stunt. I think it was. <laughs> well, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced. And I, I'm not even going to hold you on that. It makes sense that it's a marketing stunt because, like, that was that looked nothing like Sonic. That that mm. that that looked nothing like Sonic, like at all. But in the and and Stars friends, those people are just unsatisfied. Like no matter what you do, you know what I'm saying. With the Snyder cut, we could like, we could see the potential for greatness and because of all the things surrounding the story like we wanted we want to see the complete story and changing directors mid anything is problematic look what happened community when some of the the, you know you know the story what happened Mm -hmm. in community when some of the writing staff just dipped out Mm -hmm. we get season four well did they dip out in season three mid season four it was season four that went downhill. Yeah, season four was just not good. Um, but like, and again, that's uh, that's up to the the actors can only do so much. So I'd I'd love to see the Snyder Cut for it, all its glory. And if it's good, great. If it's not good, again, then like, we need to, if, if, it's, it, if it's not good, then we need to give the original credit, the original movie, more credit. Because if the Snyder Cut is not good, then the original movie is better than we gave it credit for. See, see, that that's what I think is going to be an issue. It's not good um, in the first place. And then 
What's up, Josh? <laughs> uh, it's not good in the first place, but not not that it's terrible or worse than um, the first Justice League movie, but that it's the first one. Like a lot of people just don't like it. Not good. I'm I'm not necessarily a fan of it. It was all right, uh, but that it's bad. So then you have like That's these just, two things that yeah, are exactly. essentially like on the same playing field, and now everyone's just like straight up dissatisfied because they clamored for this and then they got it, and now they're just like. Oh well, that wasn't what I was expected. Then what do you get? More people whining, complaining about it. It's like, but you asked for this, and then the cycle continues. Yeah, like I think there used to be. I honestly, I think the reason the Snyder Cut got so big is because half the stars were asking for it, <laughs> led by Captain, mm-hmm. like Team Captain Jason Momoa, is the first one. Like, hey, what happened to all my scenes there in the Snyder Cut? <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Like that, I say that jokingly, but in all seriousness, like when you have the stars of the show, the movies, the, the people who are supposed to be championing your movie, saying, "Hey, we need the Snyder Cut." I feel like that that maybe they've seen the Snyder Cut and they know what's supposed to, like what what the heart of the core of the Snyder Cut is, and they they want us to see that as well. Because let's let's flip it on the other side. When you have stars championing for something, and again, I'm going to go back to this series again, uh, Henry Cavill with The Witcher, he, before they even had like a director or a script, they made an announcement and this man started hounding Netflix. And then when they, they he finally got cast, he played through all the games, the directors and the, and the actors, not only did they play through the games, like most of them just played through one, Henry Cavill went and played through all three. Uh, but they read the <laughs> books. They read the short stories. They understand the ethos of what it is to be in the Witcher world. And then we get something that's... Here's my point. So we, with the Witcher Netflix series, we get something that's creatively different than the original source material. But in that same vein and with the same spirit, with the same passion, that now has its own fan base um, and can live side by side in that same universe. And that's that's what mm. that's being done right with Justice League. That movie was just it wasn't done right. Same thing with Sonic. Sonic wasn't Sonic wasn't done right. And I think when we get things that are done right, we then get to people arguing. Okay, I didn't like it because of this. I didn't like it because of this. But we can argue all we want. Like Joker is a phenomenal movie. People gonna have mm-hmm. personal differences about liking it or not but overall we can agree like like as a as a piece of cinema that is a fantastic movie because mm-hmm. again it's the ethos of the character in a way that we haven't seen before if we can as, as long as it continues to be that as long as we can evolve and and, and create along the line of we want to create something that pays homage and is true and and and, and, and dedicated to the original we can continue to get great cinema. I mean, you know what happened with the Percy Jackson movies. Oh, I am well aware. <laughs> Listen, I still today refuse to watch that Artemis Fowl nonsense. I was so hyped when they first showed the first trailer, and then I saw yeah. the second trailer. Well, I saw the teaser trailer, and I was excited. Then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, whatever this is, this is not done. Put it back in the oven. Take well, it back. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be on uh, Disney Plus soon. No, I don't want it. I want to take it back. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but hopefully this does this doesn't become a trend. Like 
uh, obviously like great for everyone who is championing this who's wanting this night cut to come out you're getting it but i i really don't hope this become i really hope this doesn't become a trend because i think that puts unnecessary pressure on directors producers writing staff um everyone involved in the movie um to they end up not making the, the movie, movie they, they want on exactly they, they they start to make the movie that they think people will like and that's that's the worst kind of thing you can do because then you're you're never really satisfied with your work even though like people might enjoy it but i think they kind of enjoyed it a lot better if they were able to have the freedom to really leave their mark on film agreed 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 uh i stand with you fully on that um so how do you guys feel about the snyder cut being released do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you enjoy it? Are you going to be looking forward to it? Please let us know in the comment section below or tweet at us at Eman Podcast one on Twitter. Did I get that right? No, Eman Podcast. Man, Eman so, Podcast. Four years and I still can't get the thing right. <laughs> we haven't used Eman Podcast one in quite literally forever. Ah, uh, well. Save that for another but- day. So in all the chaos, something else happened. Two things happened actually. Mm-hmm. Um, both 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 are um, connected, similar in ways. First of all, a historic event: the launch of SpaceX. So mm. we actually sent people into space for the first time since uh, was it the Apollo thirteen mission? I believe so. Or is it? Uh, it's like so, the first manned in a while, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. That's all you need to know. Um, so shout out to Tesla. Shout out to Elon Musk. Even though Elon Musk doesn't really do anything, but but stir up internet trolls on Twitter. He'd be around. Um, he'd, he'd be around. <laughs> around. He'd be around. Um, but in conjunction with that, this weekend we also got Space Force. Not. The task whatever organization that Trump wanted back in September, October, we got the show. Yes. And, and let me say, let me say, everything about the show, I absolutely love. It's phenomenal. It's like, it's it's so good. I was nervous at first because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. I didn't know if I was going to like it, if I was going to dislike it. I truly <laughs> was not sure what to do with this show. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, Okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Right. We could be here. By episode two, I was locked in. Like, characters I fell in love with. Characters I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to be a problem, and I'm here for it. Right. Um, yes. It's so good. It's, I'm so uh, thankful to the entire uh, casting, writing, directing team. Um, but let's go ahead and talk a little bit more specifics about the show. What is your yeah, favorite part? And, and, and slight, uh, mild spoilers for uh, Space Force. If you have not watched the show, um, go ahead, pause this, go watch it, and then you can return to this episode. Um, but yeah, let, let's get let's get into it. Off the bat, my absolute favorite part of the show is Ben Schwartz. Yep. Yep. He is 110% the best part of that show uh <laughs> I, I i love dr mallard uh i love the dynamic he and, and uh general naird have uh steve Carell's character uh, but something about ben schwartz a grown-up jean ralphio essentially getting a big boy job 
is just so complete about the show and i absolutely love it the best part is it it's realistic for the kind of person that he is because i think of like media managers people that hold yeah. out, handle the press <laughs> handle the pr do the social media and he he fits that perfectly to a t to and a, i just love to it. an actual t like i i was hoping they would do a do a throwback to his to his character i mean obviously it's a totally different character but i wanted the john ralphio song uh, I got run over by Alexis. <laughs> or, or my favorite one, my favorite one in the entire uh, run of Parks and Rec is because um, we're flush with cash. That is like every time that comes on, I have to sing along. I wanted him to do just like maybe just a, a hint of that, just like as a nice little throwback. That would have been amazing. Yeah. But the way his character fits in with everybody else, like. There's certain right. times. There's certain times where you're like, yo, this guy's an absolute idiot. But then there's certain times where he's the hero of the show, the hero of the episode. Right. It's like, let's go, bro. Yes. And the unsung like, hero. Yeah, he's the hopeless. He's the hopeless millennial that you're just like, bro. Just sometimes like you love him and you hate him, but you just want him to win. Right. Like you just, like, he's so lovable, you just want him to win. And the thing is, like, he's like, you think he like lucked into like a government contract, like working for Space Force as a media manager. Um, I. One of my favorite episodes, I think it was uh, the the Skinny Fuel episode, yes. where he's talking a bit about like he uh, he got fired from American Apparel because of Hannah, yeah, and he spent like this whole time he absolutely like, hates her, but spends this entire episode like trying to impress her, and then he's just like, I can't stand you, I hate your guts, and he's like, I will end you, I will end you, <laughs> oh, and then they end up making that episode, anyways, that's what, and they end up making out at the end of the episode, yeah, um, or. Uh, what was it? I think it's the last episode. Uh, whenever he... No, the second to third to the last episode. So like episode seven or something like that. Uh, whenever they had selected the candidates, yep. the final candidates to go up and on the mission. And then the news report came out about one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then... Uh, <laughs> He tries, like, Tony tries to put it, push it off on um, Brad or Brian or whoever it is. And then Naird's like, that's the media manager's job. And he's just, like, staring off at space. And he's like, Tony, look at me. And he's looking everywhere but his <laughs> eyes. And he's like, yeah, yeah, nope, I'm over here. Yep, what's up, man? I'm listening to you. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a classic. And, um... Now, like, we've got Steve Carell in some serious roles, like his classic roles, obviously, as uh, Michael Scott from The Office. And this is, a, this is a halfway point between Michael Scott and some of his more serious roles, like in, uh, I think it's called The Newsroom, something like that. Have you seen that show? Uh, I have not. I don't know if it's called The Newsroom or, the, or Nightline or whatever, but that's more of like he's a serious, like director of like a a, a a news program and this is kind of like a halfway point between the two where you feel like yo this guy who is this buffoon that they gave space force to but you get and the thing is like he, he sounds crazy and he's like he is actually inept until like he gets down to the science of it i remember um the point where i was just like okay i'm completely sold on the show um i think it was either ep- late episode one or episode two where he's talking to uh dr mallory and he's like i i don't know science i know people Mm -hmm. and that's really like why i'm here is because i 
like I mean I know all the technical stuff, but I can connect with the people to get the job done. And I, I, I was like, okay, I'm sold on this Nerd character. Yeah. He's the focal point. I love everything going on about yep. this. And his supporting cast is just stellar. I, I, I can't, I can't, yeah. I think you hit the, you hit the hell on my head. I can't, I can't, like, put it in a better terms. Like, Nerd is the kind of character who's like, wait, what is going on here? Like, how did you, and then there's, oh, it's always, and I feel like every episode, I don't know if they do this on purpose, um, but if you notice, every episode has like a hero at the end of the episode. Like it's mostly Nerd, but every once in a while, it's the assistant director. Every once in a while, it's the stick. It's the media announcement. Every once in a while, it's Chan. <laughs> yes. And like Nerd does certain things, and you're just like, oh, that is so problematic. But then you understand his thinking behind. You're like, okay, he's not problematic. He's just stupid. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then there's moments like when he has to testify before the committee and mm-hmm. he has that speech about oranges <laughs> and yeah. you're just like where is this going but by the end of the speech like you can't help but fall in love with him and it's just yeah it's top tier it's it's that show's really good that show's really good and i'm already ready for season two and i know a lot of people uh I've been talking to some people they watch it and they're just like, I don't quite get it. Like, I don't know if it's for me. Um, there's a lot of like underlying political and socioeconomic uh, digs in there. And that's what you kind of have to look out for. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what really makes the show pop is a lot of the stuff that's so uh, blatant. Yeah. And so obviously like making fun of current, situations. Yeah. Exactly. That you're just like, oh, you're just like, oh my gosh, I love everything about this going on. Yeah, so like my, one of my favorite ones, like in the early episodes, like yeah, Tesla's got a Tesla out there, and then when you look at the image of when they talk about Tesla in space, it's an actual physical Tesla car. Make obviously like making <laughs> making reference to uh, Elon Musk's. Um, we're gonna have Teslas in space, um, and then Space Monkeys reference, and then they're yeah. they're back and forth with China. Um, yes, the obvious Russian spy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's 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 your mother's maiden name again? <laughs> right. He's clearly trying to get information for Russia, and uh, you know how that. Um, I don't need to speak too much about that. If you, de- if you need to learn more about you know Russia and the U.S., just turn on the news for any. Yeah. Any don't news don't 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 just read anything on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you learning to read because of me. Like, wait, well, yeah, what are you reading? The internet. Yeah. He's like, oh. Okay, I see what happened. <laughs> I see what's happening here. Right. Uh, really great show. I absolutely love it. Ten, ten episodes was too short. I need another season. Um, Amen. And and I, I think one of the things that also keeps it interesting is uh, what kind of like drives home the uh, likability of Nerd is like the whole family situation. It's like you get up, you move. They show them a year later. Somehow his wife ends up in jail. I don't think they ever say for what. Um. So I'm, I'm interested to explore. Yeah. What? Like why know, she ended up in jail? I want to know why she's in jail too, because none of us know. Right. And how long her consequence is going to be when she has to go back? Well, she's in jail for forty years. Well, no, but do you remember the last episode? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but she escaped with her guard girlfriend 
partner thing. So that's gonna be yeah. That's that's yeah. That was actually hilarious. It was like, oh, you're here. <laughs> her. It's like oh, we're all together again, and her, and her, <laughs> and her. It's great. I, I, that show is just. Uh, I can't. I can't stop talking about how great that show is. Because um, it just is. It's just it's top quality. So, um, looking forward to more. Hopefully, they give us more soon. Please give us more soon. Um, any other Netflix show you're looking forward to? Uh, not really. That actually gave me like renewed hope that a lot of Netflix's original shows um, are really ones that can stand on their own legs. Like, honestly, this is something that I could see competing uh, and owning primetime on network television i agree Um, and i'm really hoping that they're investing in creative staff that is on par or looking to create something that's kind of like what space force is doing or like the office because um this was top notch i love everything that they've done about it um i'm sure other people have stuff they can nitpick about it but i i have nothing i'm also not an entertainment critic yeah we 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 just I don't know if we could ever say, oh, we're critics or we critique things. We just watch stuff we like, and if we like it, we like it. If we don't, we don't. That's just, that's all it is. Yeah, there's no uh, 7 out of 10 too much water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, yeah, that's always going to be, that's always going to be a thing we uh, talk about on this podcast because, you know, (laughs) 7 out of 10. Gross misrepresentation. Gross negligence. I, and misuse of power is what that was, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, movies are starting to come back out, stores are starting to open back up, retail is coming back in some form, movie theaters are coming back in some form. What are you looking forward to the most, Matt? Uh, not getting Rona. Yeah, cool. So Matt's <laughs> Matt, Matt staying inside. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to experiencing like mega blockbusters on like on demand for a while but i'm also looking forward to like a time where it's reasonably safe for the squad to pull up and go watch a movie at a uh mm-hmm. driving um and just yeah. experience movies the way they're kind of meant to be experienced but uh mm-hmm. yeah definitely not uh paying 17 dollars for a hot dog ever again um also that, sh- that should uh, be sailed <laughs> right we sneaking food in all for the rest of our lives. Uh, that I'm just being satirical. Don't anyone try to use this as evidence against me. Uh, but, and honestly, in times like this, some movies, uh, studios, publishing companies, uh, entertainment organizations just have to realize some movies are just meant to not be in theaters. Yeah. Some movies should just go straight to demand or just straight to streaming services. Black and Widow should go straight to streaming Straight, services. straight, straight to Disney Plus. Don't ever put the, it in the theater. Uh, the new Fast movie, straight to On Demand. Don't worry about it. Don't bother. Hobbs and Shaw uh, 2, straight to <laughs> No, I actually, I wouldn't mind seeing Hobbs and Shaw 2 in theaters. I, I, I watched Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know. I think it was on Disney Plus or wherever I watched it. I was yeah, surprised. I think it was Amazon Prime. Prime Video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was shocked it's, at how much it, I liked it. It's not as bad as the trailer. Really it's good. better. Like it's one of those movies that is better than the trailer makes it. The, the trailer makes it seem like a god awful, like race to the death race of Honestly, Black Superman. 
but it's so much better. It's more complex. It's better than I thought it could ever be. Yeah, I'm 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 really glad Idris Elba nailed it out of the park with that one. I wasn't sure how I'd like the the actual Hobbs and Shaw dynamic. Yeah. Um with uh Deckard Shaw and then uh Hobbs the Rock. But it it, it worked. I it loved worked. it. I it need worked. I need another movie like that. Except it's... uh not necessarily going to Samoa and having the entire Moana cast. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Throwing burning tires at you. What I need is them. Their next standoff needs to be in London. Sorry. That... Well, they already did the whole London thing with no, uh, Fast Furious 6. Yeah, but like now it needs to be like him, his imprisoned mother, his sister, their cousins from uh, Manchester, their cousins from Chelsea, <laughs> and they have a there's like they have a they have a little they have a little a little tiff about red versus blues. <laughs> yeah, and, and Rock is like, can you guys stop talking about kicking a sissy ball around? I want I want I want yeah. some I want some British comedy. Um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as they don't do anything too like pandering, um, like surprise like surprise show. Up, it's like surprise cameo. Kevin Hart, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah. wasn't I wasn't surprised that he popped up because he and The Rock have this great friendship. But when it did happen, I was like, Haha, there he is. Or or Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, great cameo, great cameo. He was basically dead Honestly, in that movie. Well, yeah, I think that's that's what they would do for the next one because they had that uh, end credit scene or like towards the end of the movie they they mm-hmm. showed. Uh, whatever he's up to, because I have no idea what he does. No one knows what he does. He's, he's, he's basically a CIA handler. I'm, I'm yeah. Assuming. But as a uh, handler, he goes into the field and does it, chops up, does the yeah, job. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's, he's, he's too good to be behind a desk. Um, no, Netflix is definitely shown to be top tier. Like, as far as, like, a production house, a production studio, um, at this point, whatever they want, they can charge me. Just, you know, so, uh, and I think in news of streaming services, Disney Plus is saying that all their Marvel TV shows are still on schedule to come out this year. Really? Yeah. Even yeah, okay. the ones that have been moved up. Um, so that's also exciting to hear. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's been kind of some disappointment around some one of the shows, the what if show, because there's so much potential for it. And every time they come out and they talk about it, it just seems to like, it seems to like limit or qualify what the show is. And that's not always a good thing. Um, Cause I know the latest one, they came out just like, Oh, what if Peter Parker became Hawkeye? And it's like, okay, are we just doing trading places? Is that what this is? Um, like think think big what if uh like thanos got bit by a radioactive spider and you had to deal with this titan that's wielding an offended gauntlet and he's spider-man i don't i don't know like there's so many possibilities they could do with it but every time they come out they talk about it it's literally just like trading places like oh what if this person was actually this hero or if this person actually grew up here and it's like like, why why would you do this to yourself it's almost like self-tapotaging exactly uh if you're going to go for a show and you have the possibilities to do essentially battle world what are you what are you waiting for mm-hmm. like let's go for it let's do it let's be proactive and and 
Let's have fun with it. Like, let's actually have fun with it. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully, it continues to it continues to go in the right direction. Hopefully, they don't like um, shy away from maybe some um, more controversial or some more extreme trade offs. And yeah, sure, it'd be cool if maybe Peter. Parker doesn't become Spider-Man, but instead becomes Captain America, and Steve Rogers is now Spider-Man. But what happens? Maybe what happens when there is? What happens in a world where there is no Captain America? Mm-hmm. What happens when one of the X-Men becomes like a mutant, like an X-mutant becomes the leader of the Avengers? I mean, obviously Wolverine was part of the original Avengers, but what happens when? Maybe Magneto. What happens when Magneto is the leader of the Avengers? What if? Like, mm-hmm. what world could that be? Like, give us those stories. That's what I want. Bro, I, I don't know why I just said that, but now I want that more than anything. And I don't oh, know yeah. if that's ever going to be a thing. Magneto leading the Avengers? Michael Fassbender. That would be so dope. Oh, so dope. Interesting enough, um, I was watching some videos and reading up on some, some of the Marvel stuff. And apparently there's supposed to be some Wolverine related stuff that is going to be talked about over here in the next couple of months, mm-hmm. um, a few weeks to a couple of months. And specifically there was something that caught my interest is in the original Captain America movie, they were wanting to put in a deleted scene um, that showed, cause obviously like Captain America took place during world war two. Yep. Uh, World War Two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I um, it was one. No, it was one World of the World War. It was World War Two. Because yeah. one, one of the ones America won. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's World War Two because was... uh, like Red Red Skull Hitler mm-hmm. punching an yeah, the face for episode Nazi. one. Yeah. Uh, there was going to be a deleted scene of like the prison camp, and one of the soldiers that Captain America was going to free was going to be Logan. And they had thought about inter- like doing that. And obviously at the time, Fox had the rights to X-Men. Um, so they necessarily couldn't do that. But I think they're, it's one of those things where they're going to like, mi- like there's still space to retroactively do that to say, oh no, like Logan's always been here. Mutants have always been here. Uh, they've just never popped up until now. Um, so it's, it's interesting theories that are that are starting to to blossom in regards to the mutants and uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, dude, I want to watch. I want to rewatch Logan. That was such such a good movie, like such a good movie. Um, probably the perfect ending to anything X Men related. Just, I, I, it's it's. I still think it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. Like. I know Endgame is like the highest grossing whatever, but like uh, and Endgame was just really hyped. Yeah, Endgame a lot was of fan a lot. service really hyped. Fan service really hyped. Ten years of of Marvel, blah 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 blah. Logan sits at the top. It's like Logan and Dark Knight for me. Mm-hmm. Like any like, I'll put Dark Knight as number one. I think number one is Dark Knight's the greatest superhero of all time. But a, a close second, one A, one B. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. One A, one B. One B is Logan, and depending on the mood, it could flip. It could flip. Uh, but like, if you haven't watched Logan, go watch it, please. I'm begging you. It's amazing. Yeah. 
But I don't have any other thoughts on it. Do you? I do not. I think that's all she wrote. Yeah, it sounds about right. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I'm, uh, again, your humble, gracious, and today, okay host. Uh, I'm joined by my brother and class partner, Mateo. Go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Guys, you can follow me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. Number one, fan account for Pablo Sanchez and unfiltered tweets. Unfiltered tweets also will be over on Twitter at Old Man Mookie. Come for me at your own risk. And all y'all that keep, I'm just out here trying to stretch in the gym, put up shots, you know, run a couple layup lines. Y'all keep coming to my gym and shooting shots. First of all, I'm not ready for this, 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 this full. Play full court press defense here. I'm not ready for the triangle offense. I don't know who you are and why you're in my gym. So just See, the thing is, like, he's not ready to run doubles yet. I'm not. I'm not ready to run two on two. I I just barely got my knee back in place to be at practice. We're talking about practice. You're talking about running doubles. Stop this. Let let me live. Mm-hmm. But until then, you can find me over on uh uh instagram as well as oh man mookie uh i share things that i like over on there um and you can always of course follow this podcast over on any streaming podcast streaming platform that you listen to apple music spotify um stitch radio all the streaming platforms you can find us uh matt you want to go ahead and give them the social so they know where to get us yeah you can find us on all social media at email podcast facebook.com backslash you more about nothing uh we love hearing from you guys so you can actually go to our website and just drop by say hi or if you like have a specific topic you want to talk about go ahead and leave it there or if you want to be a guest on the podcast white noise studio.com slash email and until next time ladies and gentlemen you guys be safe out there we'll catch you on the booth side.